Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Garage Rock Show. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Aaron, thanks for joining us once again yeah how's it going and charles good to have you back man thank you and we got lots of cool things to talk about this friday july 12th episode number 68 uh this month's giveaways we got um three cd set from megadeth it's their new one called warheads on foreheads kind of a greatest hits <laughs> collection uh pink floyd the early years dvd cd combo or long strange trip untold story of the grateful dead blu-ray your choice just text the word podcast to 68683 and enter for this month's giveaway. Uh, all right, so new albums out today. No. 311's no. got a new album. <laughs> Charles, I know you pre-ordered it. Uh, no. Uh, hey, when they're talking about warheads on foreheads, do you think they're talking about the candy? Probably not. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Would it has to do with the Megadeth? Toning it, yeah, Megadeth just toning it down a little bit. I'm like, we're talking about the candy. It's like a picture of a kid holding a warhead. Yeah, exactly. Candy on his forehead. Yeah. Yes, challenge. Warhead. <laughs> warhead on your head challenge. We're Megadeth, uh, sign, just sign a deal with PBS. Yeah. Megadeth leading the new social craze. <laughs> the warheads on foreheads. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right, so new albums from 311, Africa Express, Banks, Big Crit, uh, Bleach, Girlfriend Material, Imperial Teen, K Flay. Oh, K Flay. Yeah. Cool Keith, Mersbow, New Order. Uh, wow. Huh. I like I like K Flay. She's cool. Uh, Purple Mountains, uh, mm. Scott Stapp from Creed. Uh, oh Scott God! Stapp's got a solo album. Uh, Torch, Torch, or Torche? I'm not. I don't know. Tycho. Yeah. Tycho's actually a, a good uh, producer, electronic kind of guy. Uh, Where your wounds? And then Ed oh. Sheeran. Uh, that collaboration stuff. Have you guys heard anything off of that? No. There's I this, like Ed Sheeran though. He's there's cool. this track. He's they've been hitting really hard with Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars. Oh, and it's like got a guitar kind of riff and stuff. Hmm. But it's it, it's interesting. It's one of those tracks that you're like, what's what station would you even hear that on the radio? Yeah, like, it's for the bear. It's not soft enough for you know K ninety seven five. It's one of those tracks. It's not country, right? No, and but yeah. it's like with some big stars, so you know they're going to get more money from YouTube and from everything else than they are from radio or traditional airplay. So yeah, it's interesting how they're doing these uh, tracks now. The Creed, uh, the Creed one, is it the it's the lead singer? Because I thought Scott he went crazy. Stapp. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly he did. I mean, well, yeah. he went to rehab and everything, and uh, supposedly he's back back on track. I guess. Yeah. So, so let's let's welcome him um, with arms wide open. Arms wide open. That's right. Uh, all right. Good segue into rock news. Foo Fighters apparently going to be releasing a surprise live EP to kick off their 25th anniversary, which is happening uh, this year. So uh, apparently, it's a bunch of live tracks that. Haven't been heard very often before, including some from 1995's Reading Festival. Uh, tracks like For All the Cows, Watershed, a uh, bunch of tracks that I really haven't heard before from the mm. Foo. So that's coming out. Uh, it came out on the 4th of July, and uh, it's also reportedly the first in a series of tracks to be released from the band's archives, possibly tied to their upcoming 25th anniversary. So. Oh, 25. 25- Fifth anniversary. Oh <coughs> a lot God. of 25th anniversaries. Uh, Dahlia joining us in the studio. Dahlia. Dahlia. What's up, Rock Rock 
Oh, let me turn on your mic. Hold on. Oh. There you go. <laughs> oh, you can still hear me. That's there all go. good. There we go. Hello. Hello. And all right. So moving on to some more rock news. Uh, 21 Pilots. Apparently their album, Blurry Face, That's is dope the most streamed album ever. Uh, this is uh, for like Spotify. Ever, ever? Well, this is for Spotify only. Spotify has been around since 2008. Ever, ever? So it's the data from the last 11 years. Pretty impressive. It's though. a good album. I gotta say, it's 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 very well rounded. Uh, and the songs are it's kind of you know each song is kind of different. And I'm yeah, it's 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 a good even though it's kind of more on the pop side. Like I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, it's it says it has nearly 15.6 million monthly listeners hmm. of the album. Still, it's surpassed 3.5 billion streams just on Spotify as of July 3rd, and is the most popular streaming album by a group. Period. Oh wow! So, okay, uh, this is just on streaming though. Like I said, you know they've only been doing this for eleven years on Spotify. So, but still pretty impressive when you think about all the albums that have come out and yeah. all the albums that are on Spotify is being available to stream. Uh, Twenty One Pilots is the number one yeah. album with the blurry face. I feel like somehow, some somehow, some way. Lars Ulrich is gonna find a way to fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> He's I'm still upset about Napster. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's going to uh, sue Blurry Face. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck is Blurry Face? I'm going to sue him. That was actually a Metallica EP yeah. named Blurry Face, and uh, he ripped <laughs> us off, man. Yeah, yeah. Back in our kill em all days. <laughs> Blurry Face. <laughs> Cliff Burton's rolling in his grave. Oh, God. All right. Well, look at I cannot believe that this... Woodstock 50 is still trying to go on, <laughs> but it is dying really? a slow and horrible death as they have been denied another permit from a second planned site. The situation has been described <laughs> as chaotic, I guess, to say the least. I mean, who's here, who here still thinks it's going to happen? Well, it's apparently going <laughs> to happen in a, in 20-something days. Uh, they're, they're still oh trying God, to... Really? Yeah, so here's the People deal. Do have tickets to this still? <laughs> well... Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. It's not going to be at this place, Vernon Downs, in upstate New York, as the local county has denied organizers a permit to house the event there, which is right out of Utica. Vernon is the second location to pass on Woodstock 50. The original Watkins Glen International Speedway site pulled out of the contract back in June. So this um, it says, quote, originally it was going to be a three-day festival, but then the producer said instead it would be a, th- a three one-day events. With all 65,000 or however many people vacating the grounds at the end of each day, while promoters... That sounds like a shit show, by the way. You imagine the traffic and the logistics of that? Sounds like... Crazy. (laughs) Sounds like Wayne's World. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen. Yes, it is. We're going to make it happen. The the naked Indian came to me in my dream and told me it was happening. (laughs) And then Steven Tyler is going to show up. Okay, I have a prediction for this. In two years, they're still going to be trying to get it, and they're finally going to get it. There's, it's going to be, it's going to be scheduled. Uh, there's going to be eight thousand people in attendance in Winton, California. And, uh, and, <laughs> that sounds like a blast. In Uncle Steve's backyard, it used the, to, uh, they used to make magic. the mini storage. I'll host it exactly. Yeah, I'm dude, I Woodstock fifty, bro. Well, it says we're 37 days away from the, uh, I thought it was 20-something, but it's 37, uh, from the planned August 16th start date. No tickets available. No site secured. Seems impossible, but I don't know. They're still trying to make it happen. I don't think he just, I don't know. He can't take no for an answer. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think we were mentioning last time, it's just like, there's like 10 Woodstocks a year now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the way it used to be. Yeah. 
uh, the way Woodstock was like a destination for people because there was nothing like it around. It's legendary. Know? It'll yeah. always be what it was, and that's it. Don't try to revive it. Yeah, you know? the hype it, is done. It's done. I, I agree. Um, all right, so Blink-182 apparently in the news this week has an EP planned already after this new album. So oh. they haven't even released their new album yet, um, but they uh, are saying this new interview with Travis Barker that they recorded a track with Lil Uzi Vert and Pharrell Williams. Uh, Travis Barker said, quote, Blink, oh no, yeah, he said, quote, Blink just did a song with Uzi, that's the most mind-blowing thing ever with Pharrell. He also said, it's not going to come out on the album, it's going to come out on the EP that comes later this year. So, that's kind of interesting. I mean, they already have an album that's coming out with three singles on it. Mm. Happy Days, Blame It On My Youth, Generational Divide. Now they're already saying another EP is coming out later in the year, right yeah. after that, and they haven't even released this yet. So, well, you know, Travis Travis Barker has to do as much as he can before the guy from uh, the evil dude from Final Destination finally gets him because <laughs> right. he finally catches up with him. Yeah, because it's it's been a he been survived a that plane crash. You yeah. know, he survived some other things. Blood clot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're going to get him. Bus crash, right? Blood plane crash, bus crash, yeah. blood clot. <laughs> it's a matter. It's just a matter. Of time. Just a matter of time, Travis. Uh, all right, moving on. Molly Cruz, Vince Neil, ordered to pay lawyers $170,000 after he accused his former lawyers of overbilling him because he is famous. <laughs> a judge ordered the rocker to fork over 148000 for fees and 21000 in court costs for uh, lawyers Howard and Howard attorneys. Well, they could pay it. Yeah, so, well, he, he said that they were, like, overcharging him. They did the whole court case, and they found no. Actually, yeah. stop wasting our fucking time. Yeah, and, uh, a bunch of um, uh, damages were sought, and so there you go, stupid ass Vince like Neil, cheap ass cheapskate, and and they've even you know they he can he can pay it. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got tons of money, especially off of the dirt that just came out. On oh Netflix. yeah, shit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, look at Getty Lee, everybody's favorite elf. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and the dragon's heart was red. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he look like, like on that photo yeah. right there, like he could yeah. be an old, like, watchmaker hey, in the yeah. Lord of the Rings or something? <laughs> <laughs> the Bilbo stopped by the old watchmaker's house. Yeah. It was Getty Lee. Yeah. Uh, heck, yeah. All right, so, but he's got a new book, and he's on a tour for it, and it's coming around St. Louis, Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. And you can get... Um, if you buy the book, you can get an autograph, um, and pretty cool. So uh, it's uh, it's a cool way to check out uh, you know him in person if you guys are a fan of his music and stuff. Those major cities, it's coming around, so check that out. I bet his voice is real deep. Mm-hmm. I know when you talk yeah. to him, he's really yeah. Good. I bet he's like look, oh look. That'd be funny, man. It's like this this face is what the limelight does to you. Stay yeah. out of the limelight. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rob Zombie talking about his new album release. Uh, he's talking about basically the importance of music videos. Hmm. Um, I have actually, yeah, let me pull up that quote. Um, I got Rob Zombie quote here. But he's told Revolver in a new interview that his next studio album is completed, but that plans are still in the works for how and when to release it. Hmm. He said, quote, uh, with a record, even though MTV and all these old concepts are gone, you still need to make a shit ton of video content because that's how people get to the music. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to find time to do all that. Mm-hmm. I got a great um, clip here of him talking about that, I believe. So check it out. I was watching this video for uh, a Coheed and Cambria video for Unheavenly Creatures. Oh, here we go. 
forth. Go ahead. And it's and it's and it's it basically they're they're it looks like rock bands. Maybe this is a little older, but rock bands are kind of making these epic kind of videos now that yeah. like, tell progressive stories that go from video to video to video. I was going to ask you guys, Aaron, do you feel the same way that you listen? You you would appreciate it if something had a music video to accompany it, or do you really care if it's just released? As like a YouTube video with just artwork or something. Oh, definitely. It's cooler watching a video, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You go to see a lot of the new albums and you're just staring at the same album cover for a while. They're starting to do little little interactive things within the uh, Right. The, the, the I think album, he's got but, a point. Um, but yeah, I can see Rob Zombie coming out with like some horror oh, yeah. inspired, obviously. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like it would be right up his alley, right? Yeah. Music doesn't go along with the Here's music. That, so it sounds pretty awesome. Especially with the new movie. Now more than ever, music videos are important. I'm not worried about selling CDs. I mean, that's that's a worthless endeavor, but everybody watches music on YouTube. And if you don't have a video for the song, they have nothing to watch. (laughs) There you Mm. go. Makes a good point there. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know how to sell stuff. uh, There you go. So uh, his album's coming out later this year. Uh, Check it out. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. This was an interesting story, guys. Uh, members of Iranian band confessed, sentenced to prison and 74 lashes for playing metal. The two musicians have been granted asylum in Norway. That's the most metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. That is seriously metal. <laughs> so here's the deal. They're super harsh in in Iran. Like, they'll they'll cut your hand off for stealing. Oh, yeah. If you are... Um, lashes, yeah. If you are gay. Lashes. Yeah. If you are a gay person. Yeah. I, I they can, like, stone you to death still That's at places crazy. like they that. They will. I, I knew someone who uh, left... Iran uh-huh. and came to California. Did she run? That was a he, bad joke. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It, it was a he. So far away. I was yeah. say, it was, it was a he. He he was a gay man. He's a gay man. Yeah. And he he had to get out of there because they were going to stone him. Like they were going to do that. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, They're nuts. still doing that there. That's scary. Scary, scary stuff. So these Very two guys, um, I'll just say their um, first names because I don't know how to really pronounce Well, Nikon Kosravi and Arash Ilkani hmm. are members of, this, uh, members of this band. So they were arrested by the Army of the Guardians of the Islamic Revolution for blasphemy and other charges for expressing anti-religious and anti-regime sentiments via their music. So their lyrics, you know, talking about anti-religion and anti-government stuff. They've been sentenced to a combined 14 years in prison and 74 lashes for playing heavy metal in their home country. One of them was sentenced the the harshest to 12 and a half years in prison and 74 lashes, while the other guy, Ilkani, was sentenced to six years before it was reduced to two years. 74 lashes will kill you. That's brutal, right? Yeah. 
Um, the full That's list insane. of charges include insulting the sanctity of Islam, disturbing public opinion through the production of music containing anti-regime lyrics and insulting content, and for participating in interviews with the opposition media hmm. and insulting the supreme leader and the president. So, I mean, you know, it, it, this is another That's example. heartbreaking. I'm sorry. Of just how Unbelievable. these Th- other countries are. There's no freedom are, of speech. Yeah, are still in the Stone that, Age, uh, man. Freedom of assembly or freedom of press. What was that, that Russian girl band that, that happened to? Oh, yeah, Pussy Riot. Pussy yeah. Riot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yep, yep. Um, so anyway, they fled to Turkey, filed for an appeal. They now reside in Norway, where they were granted asylum and are able to continue making music. They just released a new single called Evan, which is named after the Iranian prison where they were held. So they don't have to... They're, it's like kind of like what's happening see- with... Um, listen, it's like um, uh, Julian Assange, how he uh, got granted asylum in a country, even though mm-hmm. they may be facing charges from another country. The country he's in is granting them asylum right now, so they can't like get him to to face those charges yet. So yeah, crazy. Uh, anyway. Nice, wow. nice. Uh, one of the last stories of the rock news this week, which was also kind of a weird and uh, disturbing thing. This biracial rapper pulls out of a festival over higher ticket prices for whites than people of color. I looked this up. This is actually true. So here's the deal. There's a, a festival called Afro Future Fest in Detroit, and they're getting a lot of heat for the early bird prices for the festival. So here's the deal. They're $10 for people of color and 20 for non-people of color. Wait, and the, is it like that? It does on Ooh. the website. And those will later increase to 20 and 40 Here's the thing. Afro Future Fest organizers said the pricing was set up that way. So, quote, the most marginalized communities, people of color, are provided with an equitable chance at enjoying events in their own community, Black Detroit. But female rapper Tiny Jag told Detroit Metro Times... Quote, I was immediately enraged because I'm biracial. I have family members that would have, under those circumstances, been subject to something that I would never want them to be in, especially not because of anything that I have going on. She also referenced her first project called Polly after her grandmother, who she described as a white woman, that you would have charged double to get in here. End quote. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? Like, was that like reverse discrimination? Yeah, that's that's a pretty tough one because I mean, I you see, see what they're trying to yeah, do, right? You, you do, but the but way they ed- executed it was really yeah. bad. And um, like, well, white people aren't a protected class, so well, they're they saying can't really that sue us. I'd say it be should be more based off of uh, demographic then, right? Or like uh, where they're from, or I don't know. If you, uh, I could probably I could probably speak for I could probably speak for her. Because she never listens to the podcast, but my wife is my wife is black, and she would probably have a problem with that. But she studies law, so she understands litigation and and how this could be, you know, d- detailed as discrimination, and, and it could kind of go a little deeper than that. Yeah, you know, I think what they should have done, in, in just from me looking at the situation that could have avoided all this, why not just have the ticket prices one price on the website, right? Yeah, but then go into said communities and give tickets. Cheaper? Oh yeah, or there you for go. Free? Yeah, like, that would be. Yeah. Why not make a nice media event out mm-hmm. of it instead of doing something stupid like this, yeah. where they got to actually put it on the website that oh, you can only buy these tickets if you're of color. Yeah. I don't even see how that how that would even work. That actually, know? that would have been a very smarter way to to go to actually go into those communities and say, hey, we're giving. You know, right. we're giving this you guys a discount. We so, love you. You know, we want you to be a part. They of They botched this. that. They botched that. That's a bad yeah. bad PR. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll figure it out. 
But anyway, let's move on to some uh, trivia, guys. On this day in music history trivia, on this day, July 12th, 1979, Ooh. it's Disco Demolition Night at this baseball park. Nice. Where a double a header was played in this city. The plan is to blow up a bunch of disco albums between games, but it goes horribly wrong when the fans become unruly and rush the field, forcing the team to forfeit the second game. Uh, what city did this happen in? Was it A, Chicago, B, Detroit, or C, Cleveland? Hmm. What do you guys think? Well, before I even seen the city's names pop up, I was thinking in my head Detroit. I was too. Me too. Just I was too. Me too. <laughs> Just yeah, that was Detroit the first Port, thing. Port yeah. Detroit. Detroit Motor yeah. City. I mean, there's... Sounds like a something that they would put on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Plus disco demolition. Yeah, disco Double demolition D. night. So is that what everybody's going I don't with? Know. Yeah. Like nobody's yeah. nobody's yeah, gonna. Yeah. That was my gut reaction too. Like immediate, as soon as I saw the list, I was like Detroit. <laughs> you know, I cu- I obviously couldn't say um, David Crosby. So <laughs> no, co- the, he could have been there. It he was, probably know, was. He probably was actually. He probably was. <laughs> I wonder how Detroit's doing these days. Okay, I'll watch uh, watch this uh, this video here. Were we right? What about Detroit? Gonna, no, you'll see. see. You'll see. You'll oh, see. It's Cleveland, isn't it? I, I I'm not gonna tell oh, you. Okay. Yet. <laughs> I was trying to think of disco versus like automotive. Like, what's the di- big disco town? Probably could be. Cleveland. I don't know. It could be Cleveland. Well, I mean, all those are kind of rock towns, and that was the whole. That was the whole thing. Was that the rock? Disco. Oh, Chicago. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. So check it out. We're watching it. Disco Demolition Night, Comiskey Park in oh, Chicago, yeah. 1979. This DJ got fired, and they flipped the format from rock to disco, right? So this DJ went out there that night, and he riled everybody up, and he's like, we're gonna fuck disco. Fucking sucks. We're gonna and he offered everybody who brought in a disco record to get into the game for ninety eight cents, and then they were gonna burn burn the record on the field. No way. <laughs> and I'm gonna see if it gets to this explosion thing first before uh, I get out of the video. But they blew up the fucking records on the field but it blew a hole into the field no way and they, they stopped to play a game well that was the thing they had to cancel the game the next day oh my god because they tried to now why doesn't shit happen like this anymore look what is going on well there? They, they're saying all these these are some of the examples of the crazy promotions they had in the 70s to get people to come out to the baseball games oh you know? okay cut they your were, hair night and, <laughs> yeah. can it be good old wholesome fun like this midget, shit instead of midget shooting each other nowadays <laughs> burning records uh, so anyway, I, I, I we can't get to the explosion. We'll have to watch the explosion uh, another time. But yeah, anyway, yeah, pretty crazy. So just a crazy moment in rock history there. Uh, yes, it was uh, Chicago. Wow. So that's right. crazy. Did you know? Did you know that this um, that this moment in rock history was brought to you by the new Krill Reserve Gold <laughs> series? That's, oh, really? Yeah, the new Krill Reserve. Wow. And, and they've they, they've asked us. To give a little shout out nice. for them, that for every twelve ounces of of Krill Reserve, which by the way is triple baleen filtered, right? That's right. Yes. yes, the only the only alcoholic beverage that's triple baleen filtered. Um, twelve for every twelve ounces of Krill Reserve Gold, there is an equal amount of twelve ounces of of gold in each bottle. 
And you, wow. you know, you would think people would ask Charles, how, how is that even? How possible? is it? That's twenty four ounces, right? Well, not if the gold is a metaphor, Chris. And listen, wow. the that's gold deep. is a powerful metaphor, right? And not only that, uh, uh, just you know, throwing throwing this out there, but for for every single twelve pack of Krill Reserve that's sold, um, Krill Reserve donates one fourth of their good intentions. To the National Poseidon Society. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and help, it's very impressive. To help uh, underprivileged krill in krill communities throughout the ocean. Yeah. And, and they just, you know, they're just trying to get by. To get you back. Know, you know. Yar. You hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process filters, and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! Thanks, Krill Reserve. Thanks. Wow. Good stuff. All right, double trivia, guys. Krill. Uh, local band here, uh, 1970, July 12th, all right? 1970, this local band, Fritz, opens for Janis Joplin at the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds in California. The lead singer in this band, Fritz, is this woman, a young aspiring singer who was awestruck watching Janis Joplin perform. Later in her career, she would be a famous singer in another band, citing Joplin as a major inspiration. Mm. Was it A, Grace Slick, B, Stevie Nicks, or C, Patti Smith? Grace Slick. From Jefferson Airplane. Oh, okay. I should have known that. Dahlia, what do you think? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks? Oh, Patti Smith. Patti Smith? Grace Slick. <laughs> you just, just wanted to say that again. I didn't know who Grace Slick was. Now that I know, Slick. really, it's, yeah. That's Stevie Nicks there. Oh, look at that. Uh, Stevie Nicks uh, watched her, and, you know, uh, she credits Joplin for showing her how to connect with an audience from the stage. I love Fleetwood Mac, so that's yeah. the only reason why I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, so movie TV entertainment news this week, guys. Oh, look at that monster. Look at Marilyn Manson said he's been cast in <laughs> Stephen King's new series, The Stand. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? He uh, going, uh, Apparently him and Shooter Jennings have recorded a new version of The Doors song, The End, for the project. Oh, and that's cool. It's going to be on CBS All Access. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I'm very proud of him. You know, coming up from the show Mr. Belvedere into <laughs> Rock History. I remember when that was uh, that rumor <laughs> that was, was going rumor, on. Yeah. yeah, he was a kid on I'm, there. Hey, I'm proud of you. But you know what? You gotta you gotta step away from. Be like Trent Reznor. Step away from that look. And you know you're getting old now. Just, <laughs> I it know, doesn't look, look right. Look at yeah. Look at it. He, yeah, uh, it's like Robert Smith from The Cure looks like like yeah. an, like an 
like it's the wife, crazy. like the wife of like some evangelical minister or something. Well, it looks like, like a guy who forgot to take his medication and yeah. walked out into the street and like, <laughs> makeup smashed all over his face. Yeah, that old ass clown that used to be around Merced. No, I'm not from. I'm like, not a native. Like farmers markets and stuff. He'd be at a, a local events around town. I don't no, know. Maybe. Scary as shit. Probably yeah. There was hell. a Merced clown. <laughs> yeah, they call me Mercedes. The blow balloon animals like <laughs> Mercedes. That's scary. Hey, I remember Backwards Man. Wild. You guys remember Backwards I'm, Man? I'm Mercedes Spaghetti, the clown. Yeah. Mercedes Spaghetti. I heard back we don't up. see Backwards Man anymore because like everyone else has drowned him out. Oh yeah. I think scary. he finally went back in time. I think that was what he was trying to do is just get that portal, catch that portal and go back in time. And I'm just trying to get my steps back yeah. one at a time. He he had a confrontation with Mercedes Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Who can only make one balloon animal and that's a snake. That's so it was just a funny. just a piece of spaghetti. That was his balloon animal. That's it. All right, so it looks like two Halloween sequels reportedly being released back-to-back in one month in Mm. October, and David Gordon Green's going to be directing it. Oh. Uh, It's going to be released in the same month of October uh, 2020. So I don't know how why they're going to do that or what the hell's the deal with that. The last one was... And I didn't like the last subpar. one. Subpar. I didn't, you know, it, I... Yeah. I don't you know. You didn't see I it for a reason, yeah. Charles. <laughs> yeah, I was like, meh. He's back again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way they ended it was just totally lame. So, uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'll move on. Check it out, guys. Game of Thrones prequel details have been revealed. Sweet. George R.R. R. Martin is starting to drop some hints. Uh, so he explained uh, that the executive producer and him sat down with Entertainment Weekly to discuss the plot uh, for Jane Goldman's pilot. Uh, which is shooting in Northern Ireland, takes place 5,000 years before the events in Game of Thrones. The prequel leads up to the epic confrontation between the White Walkers and Westeros and the Long Night. Um, so here's what he said. Westeros in divi- is divided into 100 kingdoms. He said, quote, We talk about the seven kingdoms of Westeros. There were seven kingdoms at the time of Aegon's conquest. But if you go back further, there are nine kingdoms and 12, and eventually you get back to where there were 100 kingdoms, petty kingdoms, and that's the era that we're talking about here. He's, uh, in regards to the Starks and the Dire Wolves, he said that the Starks will definitely be there. Obviously, the White Walkers are here, or as they're called in my books, the Others, and that will be an aspect of it. There are things like Dire Wolves and Mammoths. Oh, Cersei was gonna, will be pissed. Lannisters aren't there yet. <laughs> One of the elephants. But, oh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, One of the elephants. <laughs> it says Casterly Rock is certainly, is certainly there, and it was actually occupied by the Casterlies, for whom it's still named after in Game of Thrones. Uh, the cast is kind of under wraps, but Naomi Watts, Naomi Aki, and Denise Go are uh, mentioned. I don't really know anybody but Naomi Watts on that. Mm. Uh, the title, he's thinking The Longest Night, but it hasn't been released yet. And he's still working on his sixth novel, The Winds of Winter. Hasn't been released yet either. Just as long as they don't, they, at the very end of this series, they don't just go, uh, fuck it, let's just make you king. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's, as long as they don't do that, I'm good to go. Uh, all right, so you guys remember when we saw that like Instagram post where Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul posted a picture of a donkey? Yeah, at the so same it wasn't time, show, huh? we we all the thought it was going to be something feature. for Breaking Bad, but well, no, it's it's a mezcal company called Dos Hombres. Oh yeah, yeah, fierce They're, competitor of um 
crew was Earth. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they are apparently um, making this new uh, mezcal together. Uh, the two came up with the idea over a sushi dinner in New York City, and like Walter and Jesse, they've gone out of their way to <laughs> achieve perfection. Whether or not that has included hospital explosions, the death of loved ones, or a complete betrayal of family values has yet to be determined. So, uh, anyway. I bet it'll be good. I bet it'll be good. Yeah, they went to Oaxaca, Mexico, and went down there and got the stuff, and uh, yeah, they're making uh, it now. Oaxaca? Oaxaca. What did I say? You said Oaxaca? Oh, Oaxaca. Yeah, that's Hawaiian. Oaxaca's Hawaiian. Oaxaca's. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just means shit. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Uh, Dahlia, Friends has left Netflix for HBO. Friends have left Netflix for HBO Max in 2020, which is Warner Media's new streaming platform. You know, see, no one told you uh, things were going to be this way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Friends will be joined by Pretty Little Liars and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on HBO Max. What? The Fresh Here's Prince? Here's the thing. Nobody watches Friends unless it's just on TV like in TNT the middle of the night. or Bravo? Yeah, or I don't like Nobody's going to... But they, they acted that way about Seinfeld, too. Like, it's no one of those HBO series... because, oh, Friends is on there. I got to get HBO. Now. Yeah. Nobody's doing that. I don't know. I've been watching The Office lately and, like... Oh, oh yeah. God, I forgot how funny that oh, show was. Netflix, Netflix lost The Office as well, which is headed to NBC Universal streaming service. Hmm. Um, CW series Batwoman and Katie Keene are also going to be on HBO Max. Hmm. That sounds lame. Um, all right, new Ghostbusters <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's you know going to have the original cast, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver. But some newcomers have been announced, these guys. Uh, Celeste O'Connor and Logan Kim. Uh, they're going to be joining Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, which is from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guy who played um, the the head, the head kid, the kid that's um, with the hair, with yeah. the hairdo, the hairdo, hairdo kid um, that like grown women are like obsessed with. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of creepy. creepy. Right? What is it? What Stranger what? Things? What are we talking about? Very popular show on Netflix. <laughs> no, what are we talking <laughs> about? about things that are strange. The guy, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, he's got big hair, like hairdo, oh, okay, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the actor yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be right. in Ghostbusters. That's what we His got name is just super, super metal. Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard, yeah, that right? A, that is a Swedish metal good name. Good point. That is a good, good mm-hmm. name. Um, all right, Sports Minute this week. Check it out. Women's World Cup. Yes. Uh, beat the Netherlands. You Never trail during the tournament. Beat USA. the second. USA. <laughs> I know, right? USA. <laughs> USA. <laughs> Ducks. Ducks. Quack, quack, <laughs> quack. Uh, all right. Uh, beat the second, third, and fourth police teams uh, on the way to title. They they won. Uh, and here's the deal, too. They've introduced a bill on Tuesday, actually a senator from mm-hmm. West Virginia, that would prevent the federal government from providing funding for the 2026 FIFA World Cup until the U.S. Soccer Federation agrees to equal pay for men's and women's national teams. Good. Um, so in uh, what I've, I've, I've read... Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but the women teams get something like sixty thousand for winning the World Cup, while the men's get something like five hundred thousand. Oh yeah! So the discrepancy is is huge, and so, and the women's team is much better than our men's team. Oh yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> they're they're amazing. they're amazing. They really are, and they should be paid at least the same. Yeah, uh, and and honestly, if any haters out there that are like, why, why, just I just want to ask this: Why the hell not? Yeah, like why not? Why? I mean, seriously, they have the money. 
and they it's have just the, do it. And they have the skill to back it up as well. It's not yeah. like we're going to be paying them for nothing. They're winning fucking World Cups across the world. They're an amazing team. You yeah. Know? It'll be money well spent. Exactly. Um, so it's crazy. Yeah. Good for them, though. Might be a movement for uh, women's sports in general, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Absolutely. I think it would be a huge precedent for all of that. Yeah. Uh, all right, world news. Two Americans among three gored in the running of the Bulls. Yeah. So there was only three people gore, gored at the running of the Bulls, and two of them were Americans. Was Al Gore there? <laughs> <laughs> he was not gored. Al Gore was not gored. Uh, the two Americans were a 23-year-old man from Kentucky and a 46-year-old from San Francisco. Now, now, just just to let the audience know here, they had no idea how they got there. They had no <laughs> idea how they ended up in Spain and why they were being chased by bulls. It was a uh, long week crazy, full of huh? all kinds of methamphetamines and LSD, and they were mixing downers with uppers, and they just all of a sudden they were gored in Spain. Oh, man. Crazy. Sounds crazy. Like- Sounds like it could be uh, the next Hangover 4. <laughs> Gordon Spain? <laughs> hangover 4, Gordon Spain. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. How did we get here? <laughs> Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs... Uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that "I don't give a fuck" mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and be, and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So thank you, crow. All right. More world news. Distillery's nearly 200-gallon Caesar cocktail breaks a Guinness record. The last mountain distillery in Canada over the week celebrated its fifth annual Caesar Fest by mixing up 4,572 shots of dill pickle vodka. Got hosers. And 318 bottles of Clamato juice, resulting in 198 gallons of the cocktail. It broke a record. Oh. It was previously 178 gallons. You know, it's a boot Who drank a hosiery. Though? Who drank that? I yeah. <laughs> I would drink it. I'll drink it. I'd try it. Have you heard of that? Like pickle, like chasers for alcohol and stuff like that. I don't like pickles, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh be yeah. Into it. Well, you know, you know, when I was a when I was a kid, my cousin Jason and Ben and I, and we, you know, we were like maybe seven or eight. We used to actually play bar. And we and I know right I know this is yeah setting us up for the future. So we had bubblegum cigarettes. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And so those ones you yep, blow out and they yep, smoke. Little, those were it, awesome. And then we had a we would have shots of pickle juice, which would be whiskey, and then we'd have mixed drinks, which would be Kool Aid and stuff like that. And we're talking about our life's problems and stuff like you know I'd be like, hey Jason, I had a long day at work. Yeah. And give me a shot of that and we'd slam pickle juice and act like it That's was. That's great. Yeah, but you know, That'd be awesome kids in the on. '80s were way different. That would be awesome to have on film, huh? Oh yeah, I know, right? Just a bunch of kids playing bar. <laughs> Um, uh, end of an era, guys. Mad Magazine ceasing publication. It will print previously published content until its subscription responsibilities are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so Mad uh, it originally started in 1955. It converted to a monthly magazine. Uh, traditionally, eight new issues were published over the course of a year. At the at peak, they had more than two million subscribers, mm. but um, they relocated to New York to Burbank in 2017. Rebooted the magazine with an entirely new editorial staff. Their uh, magazine's numbering reverted to one, and new issues were released bi-monthly. Sadly, it seems the relaunch failed to rejuvenate, so didn't work out. Fucking, oh, it's too bad. But I used to get that magazine as a kid. Me too. Awesome. It was great yeah, back in the day. Me too. Check this out, guys. Amazon's selling a $19,000 do-it-yourself tiny home kit. Oh, that's cool. That takes two days to build. You know, we were just talking about Damn. the mother-in-law. Yeah thing right yeah that's and something cool. something like this you could build supposedly yeah, on your awesome yeah check it out here's an example of a customer how they did the apparently the hardest part is creating the base for it like the frame oh yeah that's uh, got to be yeah everything's got to be level but and, everything yeah. comes in this like it, they were showing the boxes that it comes in it comes in three huge pallet boxes but it gets shipped to your house that's cool here's a picture of the inside there's a loft uh with two bedrooms a deck and uh, it's actually three bedrooms. That is very, very cool. With a loft. I, you know, with all the popularity of tiny homes and all those shows about tiny homes, and you're I like, this it. isn't going to work. This is stupid. And then you watch a show, and you're like, oh, my God, that place is dope. Like, yeah. if I was 19, I would love to live there. I know, right? Imagine if you were Shit, just as 18. Yeah, like, like get, get in, like, the backyard. People are buying little containers, old shipping containers for, you know, the used ones for a couple grand yeah. or less. And, uh turn around and cut windows in them yeah, and yeah, open yeah. them up, put a roof on it, and they don't even look like a container when you're done with them. And you oh, can yeah. throw them on the back of a truck and for sure put it wherever you want. Yeah, stockpile assault rifles and grenades and all <laughs> kinds of go. food. To, yeah, <laughs> you're good to go for the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. there's whole... Bury it in the ground. There's whole shows that are about those tiny homes. I know. They're actually, yeah, they're actually pretty for cool. Night, for under 20 grand. Yeah. Ship for, to your house. Wow. Yeah, and for like a couple, just like a young couple, you yeah. know, the... That would work out pretty well. Here, Grandma, this is where you're going to (laughs) stay. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Backyard. Hey, but it'd be better than a nursing home, right? Yeah. You know, I think in the the way some people would rather do do it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit, those nursing homes cost like three or four grand a month, some of them. Oh, yeah, big time. So, I mean, you get a $20,000 mini home right in your own backyard. Yeah. And it increases, like we were saying, increases the property value. You know, so absolutely. It's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Ah, <coughs> cool oh, Rip Torn. Yeah, Rip Torn. Uh, I forgot to get a picture of him. Do you know? Do you remember Rip Torn, Aaron? You remember that actor guy? He was like in Men in Black, Dodgeball. He's in a bunch of movies. He was just one of those actors that he was in a bunch of like iconic kind of yeah. real interesting voice and you know character. Yeah, he was. You know, he was like he could play a really dark character, a threatening character, and a really funny. Kind of yeah. character. He's one of those. Um, oh yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. On so he passed Google. away at the age of eighty-eight uh, this week. Survived by his wife of thirty years, Amy Wright, six children, a sister, four grandchildren. Bummer. Yeah. Um, all right. Conspiracy corner this week. Over six, one hundred and sixty thousand alien hunters are planning to storm Area Fifty-One in September, guys. Oh, I thought I didn't think this was real. I thought that was this was a prank. This is supposedly what what I, I looked this up and I've seen multiple stories on this. It's scheduled to happen September twentieth. More than one hundred and sixty thousand people have RSVP'd yes to the event. Well, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? About half of those will actually show up. If anything, the event is hosted by a religious organization and gaming page. The description says, 
We will all meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. If we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's see them aliens. The last person <laughs> bold enough to hunt for aliens at Area 51 was shot dead by guards back in January. Yeah, because oh, it's man. a military base. Come on, people. <laughs> like, let's get it. Get, come on, get it together. 160,000 people are going to be there. So yeah. So we'll see. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, weekly, what the they fuck? They already moved all the good shit. No, um, yeah, of course they did. There's no aliens yeah, there left. They, yeah, they just grow weed there now, and it's all <laughs> legal anyway, you know. So, uh, all right. You hear this crazy story about these embryos being implanted in the wrong person? Ooh. So this fertility clinic implanted these embryos in the wrong woman that belonged to two other couples. The error, the error was discovered after the woman who became pregnant delivered twins in March, who, unlike the couple, were not Asian. They then had to give up custody of the children. The suit against the CHA Fertility Center in L.A. is accusing the clinic of medical malpractice, intentionally inflicting emotional distress and other allegations. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that, wouldn't that suck? That's They'd crazy. Go a whole pregnancy and then ha- you have to give them up? Yeah, that's nuts. They're not... Yeah, and to crazy. feel that closeness, so you know? The, way, the couple was Asian and the kids would come out white or something? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yep. Damn. That is nuts. Crazy. That's, yeah. Um, also, look at this. Doctors could use eggshells to heal or regrow people's bones and teeth. Oh, like uh, George Washington. <laughs> right. <laughs> they mixed crushed eggshells egg shells with a gelatin-based hydrogel, and they mixed it with bone cells from rats. Oh. They found those bone cells went on to become osteoblasts, <laughs> which ultimately crazy. formed new bone. I like the, you've seen those YouTube videos <laughs> where they just grind up eggshells and random stuff and mix it with epoxy to fix things? No. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Wow. Maybe they tried it on teeth. That is it nuts. Works. So, yeah. Uh, they say also that it could be used to grow cartilage, teeth, and tendons. Okay. Yeah. You know, it could come from come from anywhere, you know? Just uh, you just save your eggshells. You can uh, <laughs> bring your bones back. Yeah. Look at this. Whatever they used to put in nuggets since everything on the nuggets are all went to healthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's 100% breast meat now, so they got all the tendons and feet that they used to put in those. Yeah. They're like, everything. Now we'll put them in your yeah. teeth. Everything's 100% breast meat. <laughs> Either just, way, you're going to get them in your yeah. teeth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, it's all fingernails. Hey, it's 100% oh, breast meat. <laughs> 90, 90% of that 100% is fingernails. Oh, God. 99%. Breast meat, 50% of the time. Oh, God. <laughs> Breast meat is a metaphor <laughs> for fingernails. Yeah, quotes. <laughs> All right, look Breast at this. is an acronym. <laughs> Beaks. Rat tails. <laughs> I thought you were going to say rip torn. <laughs> I was going down the, the acronym. Oh, like B-R-E-A-K. Breast. Yeah. Uh, Beaks, yeah. rat tails. Entrails. Eczema. <laughs> Keeps going. <laughs> I don't know what else. All right, uh, yeah, this yeah, is right. the last one of the last one of the story of the week. Uh, look at this on the menu. This went viral. This guy took a picture of this. My girlfriend is not hungry. Four twenty-five. It says, add extra French fries to your entree. Add fried chicken wings or fried cheese sticks. So it's a it's a menu selection that says my girlfriend is not hungry. And uh, apparently, that's pretty funny. It was from this place called Mama D's in Little Rock, Arkansas. And social media reactions varied from some thinking that it was hilarious to the others thinking it was sexist. Some felt that oh, it was come on. Ins- insensitive to women with eating disorders. <laughs> but I think it's pretty fucking funny. It's funny. That's, it's that's, funny. That's, that's funny. I mean, it's come like, on, right? It's like a diner type 
Because you know that's a, that's a saying for everybody who's had yeah. their girlfriend take yeah. their girlfriend out. Oh, I'm not hungry, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get the my girlfriend's not hungry. Uh, the, a couple extra wings on my plate. Then. That's pretty oh. funny. Yeah, because she eats off of yours. That's funny. Well, in the women movement now, uh, a woman can order for herself. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I don't need. I don't need you to order for me. It. You she know. Says, it says. It plays nice. on that joke like all in on 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 all levels. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's pretty funny. ingenious. Yeah, lighten up, people. All right, we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you. Have a good one. Peace. Bye. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.